The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. and personal with some of your favorite female porn stars on In Bed with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, In Bed showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular female performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to In Bed with Poppy Chulo. Today is Wednesday, June 10th, 2015. Listeners, please welcome our special guest, one of my all-time favorite guests on Poppy Chulo Radio, pleasure product expert, adult toy entrepreneur, and the host of V's After Dark Radio, among other fantastic broadcasts, it's Miss V. Welcome to In Bed with Poppy Chulo, Miss V. Hey, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm excited because I got Miss V on the line. Ooh, it's been a while. It has been a while since you've been on the station, and this is our first one-on-one together. Yeah, I've never been in bed with you. Let's see how this goes. Bam! (laughs) We have been in the same room, though. (laughs) Just not in bed. So, yeah, so I'm excited to have you on, Ms. V, so uh, we can catch the listeners up on what you've been up to. You can fill them in on all the great stuff that you've been doing, as well as maybe give them a little bit more of the backstory as to who Ms. V is. So uh, let's, you know, just jump into the interview and let's start at the very beginning. Let's get to know the woman behind the entrepreneur. Where are you originally from, Ms. V? Um, actually from Detroit. I wasn't born in Detroit, but I call Detroit home and have called it home since I was a child. Awesome. So share with the listeners a bit about what Miss V was like growing up. What were you like as a kid, as a teenager? I was a nerd. I mean, that's what a lot of people don't realize. I was actually a nerd. I um, got double promoted in high school. I graduated from high school at the age of 16. And I just was always a bookworm. But I was like that bookworm that people didn't think about because... I was like the cute girl, but the cute girl who was really smart. So I didn't really get attention from people. You know, I had a boyfriend, but people didn't look at it. It was just really, I was more laid back. I mean, I love books. So being a bookworm and graduating from high school really just helped. Okay, very interesting. And can you take us into your early 20s? What was going on in Ms. V's life? I was in the military and I was married, so (laughs) I um, actually went to the service when I was 19 years old and I stayed in the military for four years. I got married, I had children, I have two adult children now, but um, did that, got out the service, was a stay-at-home mom, found out I didn't like being a stay-at-home mom, and got divorced and brought my babies with me and came back to Michigan. 
so in my 20s I went back to college so it wasn't just me being at home I um, went back to college full-time I um, did some stripping to help pay the bills since I was now a single parent and took 12 years to get my college degree but I got a cosmetology license in the meantime so I could work in a shop so that's the short of it what was going on with your life prior to entering the adult entertainment arena oh god I've always been I think part of the adult industry is just like in different ways like I said I was a dancer in the 90s and for anybody who doesn't know what type of dancer I actually was a topless dancer in the bars I did that to go through college and then I took a small I took a big hiatus I never went back to dancing but I took a break but I've always been part of the swingers community and what actually put me back into the adult industry was that a lot of people in Detroit were having toy parties and selling toys I had some friends that were selling toys and I thought it was really interesting I said how'd you get into it and they were really vague wouldn't give any information and basically when they wouldn't give me any information I did the research on my own because I didn't like the way they did the party I held I held a party at my house and I didn't like the way they did it and I knew that it could be done better and you know they sent that all saying if you could do it better than do it and that's what I did I did the research I took two or three years to research it came up with the name of the company found the proper distributors found out what I needed to do to be on the internet what was required and just really put in the legwork for it that's interesting so you started off by doing the uh, I guess they're called pleasure parties yeah okay interesting and uh, for those out there that don't know what that is can you fill them in on what goes on at a pleasure party um every pleasure party is different but when i hold a pleasure party i um cater to men and women i don't i would prefer that men and women are there together and what i do is i demonstrate products i will bring a about 10 or 12 products with me that are of interest to men, women, and couples together. And what I do is I'll pull out products and I'll do demonstrations. I will not have anyone get new, but like if it's something that can be done through the clothes, it's a R-rated party, you know, so I tell everybody don't come if you want G-rated because it's not G-rated. And I do demonstrations and I show people the intensity and then I explain to couples you know, if it's a couple there, I explain the positives of toys. So it's not just coming in, buying a toy and saying, okay, I'm gone. I explain to couples the benefits of having a toy there. I explain to women, you know, the benefits of having it. I educate them on how to clean the toys because a lot of people think, oh, I'll just throw it in the sink. I'll wash it with some soap and water. And I explain to them that you can actually give yourself a disease. You could you can never ever you can have sex by yourself and catch a disease and people don't understand that so I do a lot of education and I do all this in two hours I give a two-hour time frame from the beginning to the end of my presentation and includes sales so normally about 15 minutes before my two hours is up I stop this I stop the party and I ask for an area to go to where I can um, take orders and people will take the products with them or they will have them shipped to them but at the end of the day you know the party is a adult party 
Very interesting. So, where did this Miss V persona come from? Miss V has always been a part of me because my name begins with V and I've always been called V. So it really wasn't anything that was new to me. And people who know me, I've got people who have been calling me Miss V for years. And Miss V is a sign of being a real woman. So Miss V has always been that straight up strong, abrasive woman that's sexy. You know, that's who Miss V is. And like I said, my friends, you know, they'll say, they'll say my real name and they'll say, but if you're dealing with Miss V, you'll know it. And very few people deal with Miss V, you know. So when I was looking at the whole image, I'm like, okay, yeah, Miss V is this person, you know, who is like a freak at night, you know, this is the classy lady. So I came up with the whole image and it was already part of me. So it wasn't anything different. It was just that part that was only reserved for certain people coming to full fledged for the world to see. Now, you could have easily just stayed doing pleasure parties, but you evolved past someone that hosted these parties and have become a full-fledged adult entertainment personality. So, how many years were you doing, or how much time were you doing these pleasure parties before you took the next step, which I'm assuming the next step in uh, the journey was actually starting to attend the uh, adult industry conventions. I started attending the conventions in 2010. And I actually started my business in 2005. So, but we launched in 2006. So you might as well say we actually started in 2006. So. For about four years, I was just strictly behind the scenes. I wasn't doing conventions, you know. I was ordering my products and I was dealing strictly with my website and doing parties in Michigan. And then in 2010, I started attending. Um, I went to Exotica and then I started doing AVN and I've been going ever since. And actually my image has changed over that time. What has been your experience at the conventions? Because you started off attending them, and then you actually ended up having booths at conventions as well. Um, the best way to describe it is that when I was just attending, you know, it was just really different. I was checking it out. And I was attending to see if I wanted to have a booth. So I was there more for research, not so much to buy or anything. And when I started having a booth, you know, I realized that, wow, it's different. And since I came in with the Miss V personality at the booth, it was something that a lot of people had not seen from someone who doesn't do film. You know, they were used to going to booths where you would see the adult stars, but to go to a pleasure products booth and there's no adult stars there, but yet and still the people who are working the booth <coughs> dress like adult stars. It was something that a lot of people didn't expect. So it was really, you know, a very positive thing for us. 
you know, to have that image of walking up in there, you know, and just people saying, wow, you know, and then it just kind of evolved more and more from there because we started realizing that, wow, this is something that we definitely did not expect. So it, it evolved from doing the shows to we did the calendar. When we started doing the shows, we did the first calendar of Who Is V, and that was how I introduced the world to Miss V with guessing who I was in a calendar. We did a calendar contest, and um, it was received not the way we expected. I think that I had been behind the scenes too long, and people still didn't know who I was. I think if we would have done it now, it would have been better received. But it was still, you know, a way for people to find out who I was. And since then, people have just taken off with it. You know, we when we go now, we have people, they'll see the purple lady standing there and they'll take pictures. And, you know, we take pictures with fans. And when I go to AVN, I'm walking around and I'm constantly taking pictures. You know, I've, I'll be taking a picture with one of the adult stars that I know. And next thing you know, we're taking pictures like five million times because people are just walking up and it was something that I had to get used to because, you know, since I walk around AVN and these conventions as Miss V, you know, they don't see the regular person. They see this woman walking around with boobies pushed up, corsets on in this long hair and then they'll see me taking pictures with Naomi Banks or Misty Stone or Prince Joshua or Mr. Marcus and, you know, we're hugging and we're talking, but we're also doing pictures. So, you know, you've got all these photo ops going around and you got people saying, hey, can we get a picture? Can we get a picture? You know, and the first time it happened, it was like overwhelming. And now it's like, OK, you know, I'm used to it, but it's still sometimes overwhelming because I'll be trying to talk to somebody and we'll be trying to talk business. And it's like next thing you know, we're doing five million pictures, but it's also fun. It's fun to be out there and it's fun to be known. Very cool, yeah. I mean, it certainly is a whirlwind to be at an adult convention with Ms. V. <laughs> you wouldn't know, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. So, pleasure parties, conventions, your website. Let's talk about the site. How did uh, the site evolve and become a reality was that something that you launched after you started to do the convention circuit after you started to have your own booth at these conventions actually the site preceded everything the site was the very first thing i did okay so I, you started I, offering products for sale via the site first yes and I would do a party every now and then, but my primary focus was to just sell the stuff online, not have to deal with nobody, take the orders, ship the stuff, and be done with it. <laughs> That's That was my priority. There was not a whole lot of thought put into it other than the name of the company. The logo at first used to be a very simple logo. It was, you know, what I thought was cute. The logo has since changed. And um, I love the new logo. But um, the original logo, which a lot of people will see, because I'm not never going to get rid of it, was a purple V with V's after dark written in the middle of it, you know, because it's all about love after dark. And like I said, now it has evolved. Now the purple lady is the logo for V's after dark and will continue to be the 
logo for V's After Dark, that logo will not change because the purple lady is all about the darkness and all about fun. I like that. Where did the name V's After Dark, as well as the toy lady, come from? V's After Dark was when I was thinking of names. I wanted something that I could relate to, but something that people would think about. And I grew up, I'm in my 40s, and when I grew up, you know, they always say a lady in public but a freak in bed, and the freaks come out at night, and everything happens after dark, and, you know, I started thinking about, you know, all the things I grew up with about sex. And sex wasn't out there the way it is now. So I was thinking about what was sexy. Sexy is after dark. You know, when you see women go out at night, they dress their best after 6 p.m. You don't see too many people walking around in club clothes in the middle of the day. So I was like, hmm. And I was like, okay, what can I name it? And I was looking at all these different names. I'm like, nah, I want something catchy. I want something catchy. And I started toying around with a lot of different names. You know, I was looking at, I was like, okay, we'll call it ecstasy products. And I was like, oh, that sounds cheesy. <laughs> you know, I was like, everybody deals with something like ecstasy. You know, I want something that's sensual. And I started just playing around and V's After Dark came out. And I started saying, I was at V's after dark. And I was like, yeah, I could deal with that V's after dark. And it just stuck. And it was someone I asked people what they think. They was like, that's sexy. You know, when you think about V's after dark, that is sexy. You know, it's a lot of things that it can mean. And I didn't want anything that was just going to strictly mean toys. Mm And I actually started out with lingerie more so than toys. I did lingerie. It used to be these after dark lingerie with a little bit of toys. And we switched over. We do more toys than lingerie now. But it started out as lingerie because anybody who knows me knows that even now, anybody who follows me online knows that I'm battling my weight. And at that time with the weight battle, there was nothing out there sexy for women. You know, now you have stores that are coming out with the sexy lingerie and underwear for women who are plus size. But when I started my company, nobody was catering to big women like that. And I start catering to women, you know, lingerie for the bigger women and the corsets, the things that you were seeing these little girls wearing. I started selling for bigger women because I was a bigger woman. And even now, I still cater to full-figure women because even with the weight battle, it's something that if anybody sees me, I don't wear cheap corsets. I wear corsets that compliment me. And it's hard for a big girl to find a nice corset. I'm being honest, you know, and it's very few companies that actually will make them where they'll fit right. So I have been blessed to find a company that makes them right. They fit nice and I I wear the corsets first. So if the corset don't fit right on me, nine times out of ten, I won't sell it. You know, and that's just the way I look at it. Because if I can't wear it and I think I'm a pretty full figure girl, I won't sell it to somebody else. So I still have a focus on it, but I just mainly focus on the corsets versus the whole lingerie line. Because there are other companies now that are doing a much better job at it than I think I can do. So after years of having your own website and selling other people's products what brought on the urge to create your own branded products 
you know what? It was something that I wanted to do. And product branding is something that when I looked at it, I was like, I'm so tired of, you know, going out here and there's 5 million versions of this one. Why can't I have my name on this? Why can't I have my name on that? You know, and looking at people who are not part of the adult industry, everybody has a product line, you know. I'm not going to name names because I'm not hating on anybody. But when you look at some of this, a lot of reality stars have product lines. And I'm like, okay, what do these people know? You know, and my research showed me that these people don't even use some of these products, but they're throwing their names on them and they're saying that they use them, but they don't. And these people don't come to AVN and Exonica. They don't get the knowledge. They don't go to the conventions. They don't go to the class. They don't go through anything that those of us who are actually in the business do. And I was like, I could do better. I was like, I'm going to start branding my own. And I have been, I looked for a U.S. manufacturer. Um, the U.S. manufacturer I found was not a good one. So I was forced to do like other people and go overseas. But um, the decision came based on the fact that I'm just tired of, people who don't use products putting their names on them okay so you didn't want anything sweet what do you mean i don't understand nothing sweet like candy or anything like that no <laughs> you want the real stuff well i want the products that you know if i won't use it i won't throw my name on it and i think that when you start putting your name on things and then if the product doesn't live up to its expectations instead of people saying hey this is a bunch of shit they kind of go to the wayside and say well this person sold it whatever you know i don't want product i don't want anything that's bought for me to be bought on name recognition i want it to be bought because it's a good product and because i i've only got my name on one product right now and that product, I sold out at Exotica. I launched it last year at Exotica and we sold out in Chicago because we let people feel that product right there in person. It wasn't about, oh, I think this. We had people walk up, oh, I've got one of them. And we're like, no, you don't have this one. And when we let them, when we did the product on them, we sold products because people were like, oh my God, you're right. I don't have this one. Mine don't do this. That's right. But mine does, you know, and that's a big difference when you can sit there and have your product and tell people, listen, this is my product. This is what mine does. You might have something similar to mine, but this is what mine does. Nobody is letting you test that product when you go to any other store. What was your first branded product? And can we expect more products in the future? My first product is the Miss, we Miss V wand. It is a wand that is similar to what you guys would call the Hitachi. It has seven functions instead of seven speeds. So I don't want anybody to get confused. There are seven functions, which means they all feel different. And actually, I will be doing more product branding. I have been talking after that came out. I was actually talking to the manufacturer who did that one. And I just haven't found the right one yet. I haven't made a decision, but I'm hoping to launch another product next year but I figure I would rather launch one product every two years than to try to launch five products at one time and they'd be crap that's completely understandable okay so official website pleasure parties convention appearances 
branded products, and on top of that, Ms. V, you're also an internet radio personality. Where did the idea for the V's After Dark radio show come from? Actually, from me being, I was on so many radio shows being interviewed, and it was like every time that I would talk to somebody, oh, you've got a voice for radio, you have such a beautiful voice, you should be doing a show. And I was like, you know, okay, you know, it was something that I had thought about, but it wasn't a top priority. And then after talking to some of my friends in the industry and saying that I was going to do it and thinking about it, I think when my friends in the industry co-signed and said, do it. And I did an interview right before my radio show launched when I was in Vegas and I was on, um, at the time, I think it was Playboy Radio. I can't remember, I think, but they're Vivid Radio now. And I was being interviewed on there and the female hosts that were interviewing me, they were like, oh my God, your voice is so sexy. You have got a voice for radio. And, you know, it was just like really coincidental that the next month I was launching my radio station. So it's something that started out just to, you know, get the product name out there even more so people would continue to have these after dark. You know, I want people when they think of products to think of these after dark. And that was just another marketing thing for me to have the radio station out there with these after dark radio. You have a couple of different shows. Can you share with the listeners what they can expect from uh, the different uh, programs? I have um, our Tuesday night show is it's all about sex, sex and more sex. And I have a co-host, James Acevedo, who's out in New York. And on that show, we inter- we talk mainly about sex. We um, periodically bring in members of the adult industry, be it it people like Mr. C, Mr. Marcus, Naomi Banks, Misty Stone. We bring them in. We do not do interviews. We do conversations. So we tell everybody it's like eavesdropping on the conversation because we don't have a format. We have information that we have from these people, but we want our guests to feel comfortable. So we do conversations on it's all about sex, sex, and more sex. And that's on Tuesday nights. And then on Wednesday nights, which is our newest show, which is the Bitter Black Bitch show. And my co-host is Sierra Devine. And it's two black women, two hours of us bitching, but we make it fun. You know, we don't come in and just fuss about everything. You know, we will bitch about the size of our shoes to a dress being too high in the back to our weight, but we make light of it. We, we take being, I, t- I've taken the term bitter black bitch and made it something fun. But because people don't know what to expect when they hear the show, we don't take, you know, we don't take phone calls from listeners or anything, but it's the Bitter Black Bitch show. And I mean, sometimes you'll hear us just ranting. And then we have a segment in our show called Dear White People. And this is where, because we're black and, you know, we rag on stupid things that have happened, you know, and normally it's stereotypes that have happened to us. So whenever we do Dear White People, it's, something about that has happened stereotypical to one of us where we're putting it out there that hey you shouldn't be doing this but instead of who the hell do you think you are you know we kind of make light of it one of the things we did was I um, was at the pool and I was in a jacuzzi by myself 
and a older white woman came in and she looked like she want, didn't want to get in the water. So I did a segment. Dear white people, um, it's 2015. It's okay to get in the same jacuzzi with us. The water won't be dirty. You won't catch blackness. And, you know, we I make light of it, you know, but it's a play on the, you know, you don't want to get in the water with me. But yet and still you're clutching your purse i mean this woman was doing things and i just made light of the insecurities that are out there so when i do dear white people or i talk about them being brave in certain crowds but we have fun with it on the bitter black bitch show and that's the show where we tell everybody we're allowed to call each other a bitch but you're never allowed to call us one so this you know wednesday night is bitter wednesday night is bitter black bitch so that's how we do it. And then on Thursday nights, we have Ask Miss V Sports. And that is the quickest hour in sports radio, as we call it. And it's me and James Acevedo. And we literally, we're talking about sports. We're talking about current events and sports. We really cover a whole lot tonight's show that we will be doing. Well, tomorrow's show, we'll be covering whatever's going on in baseball or who won the Belmont because you know the Belmont we gotta know and everything so it'll be interesting it's the quickest hour in sports where we take questions we really interact with our guests and our chat room is always open so the, those three shows and all of the shows the one thing they have in common is that we we incorporate sex somewhere in every single show that we do ask Miss V sports we say it's ask Miss V sports but a little bit of sex so I'm normally the comedian on the show and I'll throw in there something about sports. You know, if it, if a baseball player is playing crappy, I'll tell, you know, if his mate is a famous female, I normally will throw the female name out there and say, you know, quit sucking his dick or something. Or I just really throw it in there, but I'll make it sports oriented. And with Bitter Black Bitch, you never know what's going to come out of our mouths. And it's all about sex, sex and more sex actually speaks for itself. Absolutely. So three shows a week. Are there plans for more programming? The goal before the end of the year is to be seven days a week. We're actually looking for radio hosts to come in with their own format. We're telling people that um, we want to have every single day, every single day filled up with a two hour show. So if anybody wants to be a co-host or host their own show, the catch is it's got to be about sex. So that is the one caveat, you know, these after dark radio is strictly about sex, you know, so we're telling anybody who's interested, you know, we are taking, um, demos. They can always be sent to us and the goal by the end of the year will, will be seven days a week. Very exciting. Now, uh, for those out there that are listening that have never had the chance to really chat with an adult entertainer, a porn star, what has that experience been like for you? I mean, you have befriended performers in the past, obviously, because you attended conventions and networking and all that kind of stuff. But now you're having these conversations on the air where, you know, you're asking them a bit more intimate questions, questions that the fans might have for them. So what's that experience like for you? Has anything at all been surprising? What has been surprising in this experience as an interviewer? You know what? I think because pretty much almost everybody that I've interviewed except a handful of people I've actually already met. So nothing surprises me because 
you know, we have things that are off limits that we will never ask. And, you know, so we don't ask those questions. And everybody who comes on the show knows ahead of time there are certain questions that we just will not ask. And the only thing that's ever caught me is that I've had a listener call in and ask a question. And it had nothing to do with sex. And we're like, huh? You know, so that's probably the most strangest thing that's happened that in an interview, because we do take callers to ask questions that a caller asked a question, but it had nothing to do with sex and it had nothing to do with the adult industry. And the person who I was interviewing, they didn't know what to expect. Nobody knew how to answer. So that was the strangest. What has been uh, one of the, uh the funniest things that's ever happened to you on air oh my god you know what and this is not anything to brag about but um the funniest thing that happened was that i was sick on air and i forgot to turn my mic off and i was throwing up oh no so literally i ran to the bathroom while we were on the air i forgot to mute it so my co-host is still running the show and I'm just throwing everything up off my stomach. Oh no. You oh, know, and then, I, and then I come back and I finish the show. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Listeners, go check out Ms. V's archives to pull that one up. <laughs> That's too funny, Ms. V. What uh, has been the most annoying thing about booking guests when they don't respond to you that is the most annoying thing when um you ask for a bio and they will not send one but they'll book the show they'll confirm it but then you say i need a bio you know can i get some pictures and you don't get anything and then they come on the show and you have to do all this research and being an interviewer i know that we have to do research but it's nice to have like some information, especially if it's somebody who I want more information on, you know, because we don't know everything. We only know what's out there. So if there's things that they want people to know, like they're releasing a book or something and I don't have the bio in front of me, it's really hard. So that's the most annoying thing. People not submitting their bios when we ask for them. What happens when a guest cancels on you at the last minute? The show goes on. The show goes on, you know, and um, I take it in stride. It really, you know what? It used to bother me when they would cancel at the last minute, but the guests really don't normally cancel. They just won't call in. So because I have a co-host, we just keep it going. And, you know, we have a set time for our guests to call in. If they don't call in within that time frame and we see they're not going to call in, we keep the show going because that's the beauty of it. It's all about sex, sex, and more sex. We keep the show going because we're always talking about sex. We are, we always have something going on, you know, be it some male is having genital problems or female problems or some sex scandal in the basketball industry. You know, it's always something going on with sex. So it's easy to keep the show going. You have a lot of interactivity with your listeners. What has been the craziest thing that a caller has either said or called to ask you about? Wow. What is the craziest thing? That's a good question. 
I, you know what? I haven't been asked anything. I know I get a lot of requests now for me to go back doing toy demonstrations, but that's not the crazy thing because I always do them. Well, I used to do them all the time. I really don't have any, to be honest. Out of all the guests that you've interviewed, who have been some of your most favorite interviews? Oh my God. Really? You want me to give names? Oh my God. All my interviews are great. You know, I've only had a couple of bad ones, but wow. I mean, see, I don't want to do this because I'm going to be put, you're putting me on the spot. Yes, that's the point. <laughs> I would say, and I'll deal with the ramifications of this, but I will say my very best interview was Mr. Marcus. Why? What's uh, what did Mr. Marcus bring, or what was the vibe that uh, made that interview in particular special? Because we had a full conversation, and we touched on reality. It was just a straight-up cool-ass conversation, you know. It gave me more insight into him, you know. I got I know Marcus, but knowing more about Marcus because there was a side of him that I didn't know, you know, and, you know, to know that this man is a father and, you know, he does so much other stuff. It was just really cool. You know, I liked the fact that it was one of those conversations that I could say very, very memorable, you know, and he's such, he's already respectable despite what other things may be going on. It was just, it was one of the best conversations that I've had. So we spoke about the good. We gotta talk about the bad, Miss V. Worst interviews. My very worst interview is still up there, and um, God, I don't want to give this person any publicity, but I left it up there because it was such a horrible interview. So I tell people to go look at it. So I will say this: um, my very first worst interview was the massage therapist out of Detroit. Horrible interview. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your dream interview guests? I know that you have to have a, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, a bucket list of uh, people that you would love to have on to interview and to have a conversation with them. Who out there in the industry are you most looking forward to having on your show? She's already told me no, but, and she's not granting anybody interviews, but it's Vanessa Del Rio. I love her. I've asked her to be on my show and she's told me that she is not granting interviews, but I'm hoping eventually one day she breaks down and grants them. That is my dream interview. It's a good choice. I'm sure that would be a fantastic conversation. I mean, if I could get her on my show, that would just make my day. And Heather Hunter, you know, because Heather, Heather Hunter is doing so much now that she's not in the industry. She's a fabulous photographer also. So those are my two dream interviews. I think I'll have an easier time getting Heather Hunter than I will Vanessa, because Vanessa has told me no already. <laughs> yeah, she told me, no. she was polite about it, though, but she told me no. But at least she did respond. Yeah, it sucks when they don't respond. 
what's coming up for you? Uh, what uh, appearances and things uh, can the listeners expect from you uh, in the near future throughout the rest of the year? Well, um, this will be the first year that I'm not doing any conventions until the end of the year, but I will be on the Naomi Banks birthday cruise. Um, the cruise is currently sold out, but if anybody wants to go on it, check it out. I mean, you never know when um, cabins might become available, but um, her birthday cruise is going to be in November and um, I will actually be on the cruise. I will not be featured. I'm not one of the featured people, but a lot of people know that I'm going to be there because we've been putting it out there that I will be on that cruise. And then naturally I'll be at AVN in January. Fantastic. Sounds exciting. Let's get to know Ms. V a little bit better. So I have a bunch of questions that are designed to allow the listeners to get to know different sides to Ms. V. So let's start off this set of questions by asking, uh, tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something surprising about Ms. V. Well, some of the people don't know about me. Oh, God. And you said quirky about me. Mm-hmm. That You know what? That I love the Mad Men series. The Mad Men series. That's something that a lot of people don't know about me, but I love Mad Men. I'm sorry that it's gone. But I love Mad Men. Describe yourself in ten words or less. Hell, I could do it in one word, vivacious. I like that. And it's a V. It's a V word. Yes. (laughs) Now I have a list of pop culture oriented questions that are designed to allow listeners and your fans and supporters out there that are tuning in to get to know some of your favorites. What are five of your most favorite television shows? Mad Men, The Cosby Show, A Different World, Good Times, and the Jeffersons. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Prince, Raheem Devon, Patti LaBelle. God. Prince. I said Prince, Patti LaBelle, Raheem Devon. Phyllis Hyman, oh my god, Phyllis Hyman, and Minnie Ripperton. What are three of your most favorite films? Training Day, Colors, and Independence Day. What are two foods you can't live without? Crab and shrimp. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Masturbating. (laughs) Why am I not surprised by that answer? (laughs) You should have said squirting. That comes from masturbating. Well, that is true. So, Miss V, can you fill the listeners in on how they can reach you? Where can they find you on the web, official websites, how they can tune into the radio show, social media... All of the goodies. Well, I'm on Twitter at Miss V the Toilet. That's M S V D A T O Y L A D Y. I 
am on Google Plus, Miss V the Toy Lady Jones. I'm on Instagram, Miss V the Toy Lady. I just joined Periscope. I haven't um, done anything yet, Miss V the Toy Lady. My website is thetoylady.com. That's D A T O Y L A D Y.com. And I'm on Blog Talk Radio, Miss V the Toy Lady. Oh, and Facebook is V's After Dark Pleasure Products. I like it. It's all very simple for you listeners. Yeah, just Google, you'll be able to find everything, Ms. V. Yes. Well, Ms. V, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in right now? I want to thank you guys for really supporting me and making me the person that I am without you guys. God, I wouldn't even be here, you know, so... Continue to support me. Continue looking for the things I'm going to do. And I love you guys. Oh, well, we love you here on the station too, Ms. V. You are amazing. And I have to thank you so much for coming back on. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It always is a pleasure with Ms. V. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into In Bed with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of In Bed with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. Ms. V and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night. Thanks for listening to In Bed with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular female performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.